Comics Veil, Saints and Sinners. Hello and welcome to... Oh, welcomes to... Oh my god, guys, guys. guys. Multiple welcomes. You had <laughs> so much time to prepare for this. And Hello. he fumbled the ball. Oh my god. Hot. Like literally trip and fall right out the gate. Hello and welcome to uh, Dwayne and Dragons Presents uh, Onyxville Saints and Sinners, Blades in the Dark podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams, and I'm joined with my fabulous cast today, and I'll just have them go off and introduce themselves yet again. So starting with the one right below me on the list for Zencaster, Chris, go ahead. See, that makes, I'm glad you specify, because I look at it, I'm like, nobody's underneath you, you're the bottom of the list. That's what I thought, too. Nope, right. I'm the top of the list on mine, baby. All right. Well, I guess right now, uh, what I'm working on, currently uh, floating around right now on August, uh, late part of August, uh, Shrek the Musical with Des Moines Young Artist Theater. Uh, was having a heck of a time with the wireless microphones because uh, that was my part of the production. I was the sound designer. Uh, found out that my... Uh, brand new board up, just, you know, a student, never done audio before, uh, forgot to completely lock down the antenna cable. And evidently, according to my latest report, that cleared up all the problems, which is just great to hear. I forgot what the rest of your questions were. Uh, the rest of the questions are like, do you have a fun fact about the world space or... Uh... Any interesting media you're so the, the I say the fun fart of fun fart. Oh I, no, I'm not the only one. Oh Eat no, shit. oh <laughs> no, I did a bad. <laughs> um, so the fun fact uh, that I have, I guess it's fun, is about the nightingales. So I, I guess the nearest equivalent in the real world is they are quintessentially the Red Cross. Uh, they facilitate both uh, religious worships as well as relief efforts and you know halfway houses, things of that manner mm-hmm. for the severely impoverished or anybody that's in need of help. You go and you see the night- nightingales. Uh, and in particularly, if you listen to the last episode, Archibald's case, they, uh, they are very into that cryptobotany I mentioned for the more unique and supernatural ailments that some unfortunate souls find themselves in, in the Onyx fail. All righty. Fantastic. Uh, up next we have Andre. Andre, how you been? Doing good. Uh, finished the run of Stabby Stab Stab, which was great. Might um, I add, Callista and I saw that. Great show. You did. It was Thank great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It was also exhausting doing it at 11 times in a row. Oh, yeah. No, I was like, that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. But that's done. I have a little bit of a break. And then towards the end of next month, we'll start rehearsals for uh, Mary Jean. I'm excited to work on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's for Twin Cities Horror Festival? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't have a fun fact. I always try to think of one. But I always forget to do it until the day of, and then I just get distracted by everything else. It's like your loadout. Uh, no, I remembered I did it early last time. <laughs> <laughs> One time of 12. I Hell still yeah. did it. 
All progress right. is progress. One uh, is any, one zero. Any fun mo- media that you've been currently perusing that you'd recommend? Uh, rewatch the idol. No, I will never do that. <laughs> Oh no, I've God. just been, I, I couldn't sleep the other night, and so now I've just been, like, digging into some, just all of the drama going on on YouTube and everything. Mm. There's a lot going on, and a lot of apologies this year. I noticed that. You finally caught up with the ukulele vid of... Oh, I watched that one happen live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Wasn't that Miranda, was it Miranda yeah. Sings? Yeah. Well, yeah. Colleen Ballinger. Colleen Ballinger, but she's Miranda Sings. Ah, yes, yes. Oh, that was a choice. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so, all right, fantastic. Thanks for sharing, Andre. Uh, up next, Callista. Uh, fun fact about the world space or any interesting media you've been perusing? Uh, well, I haven't been watching anything as of late. However, I am very excited to watch season two of Good Omens. Mm. I've heard a lot of good things. I really liked season one, and I'm going back and rewatching season one right now. So I'm excited to finish that. That's and great. then for the world in the warehouse district, there is uh, a set of warehouses owned by the same company that are all painted a peculiar, very bright shade of red <laughs> for branding. I get it. All right. Uh, I already have a name for that company and everything. (laughs) No way. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be called uh, Paint the Town Red. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, fantastic. In Des Moines and Dragons news, uh, first and foremost, I got a brief little uh, jaunt about my day. I uh, I, uh, did a callback today for a show where uh, they one of the things they had was speaking Klingon and everything. And I'm a nerdy person by general, but uh, when they asked me like, have you encountered Klingon at all? I was like, no. And I was like, whoa, is this what non nerdy people feel like at all times? (laughs) So uh, in the other news, uh, Des Moines and Dragons is going to have a live show. And by this point, it should be announced, so hopefully I'm not, like, spoiling anything. If I am, sorry, Paul. Uh, (laughs) The original cast will be back for a live show. So the gang has all been revealed. That's Charity, Tim, and Jason, followed by DM Paul. And this will be at the Cardboard Caucus, which I believe is the end of October. Tickets are, I believe, still on sale, so I would get those today. It uh, should be a lot of fun, and yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know if they've actually confirmed it, or Chris, if you want to confirm it, will the sound bard be there? I don't know yet. I've, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Alrighty, so with that being said, and that's all of our announcements for today, why don't we pass it off for the narrator and get back to the fun? Yay! Extra, extra, read all about it. Is your loved ones disappearing at the hospitals? More on page 12. In politics, Lumen is running unopposed and with one week until elections. 
All right, so we are now back, and uh, it's been a month since the end of our last episode, so first and foremost, let's do a check-in. How y'all doing after that month of uh, stuff? Do we need a recap? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so first and foremost, in the last episode, you guys were, uh, once again, it was revealed that the... Uh, vampires and mythical creatures of the underworld were in fact real and the Onyx Vale government were going to mount a full-scale invasion on them. Uh, You were visited by Madame Trison to more or less help defend uh, the night market. You guys go. Uh, You did. uh, Through the power of just fucking TTRPGs, uh, Abner is able to roll another critical with a pair of fucking documents. Thank you. And uh, get out of a jam yet again. Uh, Lee pulls some of the most like wanted curving the bullet badass shit that I've ever seen. And then, at, and then Archibon uh, ran into Sally, who uh, once again was double-crossing, and he ended up getting out the upper hand before passing out entirely. And then at the end of the... And so then it was revealed that at the end of the battle, Thomas was captured by Sergeant Major Blackwell, but you guys were able to repel their forces. Um, however... In the downtime, it was revealed that Archibon is dying. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about that mechanic. So, first and foremost... Beach episode, but wait. (laughs) So, first and foremost, uh, uh, one for the history books, because, uh, Chris, you told me during the editing of it, uh, Callista's Mm. audio was just... It was, it was really sad to listen to Sonny Callista. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a no, really it's... emotional day. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. The power of these games to elicit emotional responses. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so, uh, we are going to, so let's talk about the mechanic with that, Chris. Uh, let's start a clock. And so what's going to happen is you're going to have a clock of six. Every time you roll, um, you will add a number to that clock. If you roll a six, you will add two to that clock. If you roll a five or a four, you'll add one, or a three or below, you'll add none. Once that clock is filled, you will pick a skill and remove one action point from it. Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, remove an action point from it? Yes. Meaning he's getting weaker. <laughs> um, Is it just Chris? Just Chris, yes. Oh, you thank guys God. <laughs> <laughs> I've labeled the clock wasting away. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, thank I God. Think... Sucks to be you, dude, but... <laughs> like, oh, man, you're dying. Bummer. Oh, at least it's not me. Oh, that sucks. So... Uh, first and foremost, we open, uh, we open with, uh, once again, another pan over the city and it says, 
exactly one week uh, till election day. Uh, just like our players and us, because this is the year anniversary of when we first actually started uh, recording this. Uh, it is now election year. A year has passed in the game. And a lot has happened with this particular group. And so who would like to go first on their free play notion? I got a sandwich in my mouth. <laughs> God. All right. Well, then I'm going to do the teacher thing and pick somebody. So, Abner, you get to go first. Dang it. I knew it was going to be me. <laughs> so, Abner, what do you go to? Um, I, I really want to follow the elections. Is there a place I can go to see, like, how people, like, how the, the candidates are stacking up? I kind of want to check in and see how dear, dear old mom's doing. Yeah, actually. Uh, and the good news is you guys own that because it's currently being covered by Ellen Wise at your local newspaper. Yay. So uh, you head in there. Uh, you head in there. And so as you do so, um, basically what will happen is you see this, uh, you see Ellen behind the counter and basically let's type in the and everything and just going, Oh, hi. Uh, you must be, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really bad with names. I've only seen, uh, I believe it was your colleague, uh, Mr. Westchester. That, yes. Um, Abner Lumen, a pleasure. And he goes, and, uh, and she goes, charmed, I'd shake your hand, but, uh, gotta write a whole lot of articles today. Oh, interesting. Um, is there any way for you to provide me with any information on how the candidates are doing? I'm very interested in this most recent election. And she goes, yeah, uh, which one? Um, Miss Lumen. And so she goes, oh, yes, Miss Lumen, currently running on a post. Interesting. And I assume that, well, if she's running on a post, she'll win, won't she? Um, usually if they are, yeah. <laughs> do you have any news about if she has any uh, upcoming speeches or, or, uh, or the like? Rallies, one would say. In fact, yes, actually, she, uh, so... What's going to happen is before election night, there is two debates scheduled. One, uh, one five days out from election night and one the night before. And so if she has nobody to debate during those times, uh, she will be entirely up there by herself and she can determine whether or not she even wants to have them. Fascinating. Uh, I believe that's all the information I need. A pleasure as always. All right. And so she goes, fantastic, glad to help. And then she goes back to typing uh, more up on that. So as you kind of like walk out the door and everything, uh, what is your next step? Um, I mean, I don't think I have anything. I mean, I yeah, I think I'll just go back to, to our base. Okay. All right. So as you head your on your way back to your base, uh, you do notice that so, as you're kind of like walking down the streets and everything, you see a person round the other side of the street and you notice that it's Councilman Reigns. Ah, oh, crap. What name did I give him? Uh, Councilman! Councilman! 
And he turns and he looks like he turns. He sees you and he goes, oh, like he was looking for you. So he crosses <laughs> the street. To come talk I feel to like him. on the wind, Abner just remembers Garoppolo's. Thank you. <laughs> I assume that's the name I gave. Honestly, that's my default. I think Arkenbond, like even made a joke about it, like, you used the Garoppolo's name, didn't you? Pro- yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Councilman, right. hello again. And he goes, "Yes, hello, Abner. It's really, really great to see you. And uh, are you busy at all? Not at the moment. Is there something I can help you with?" And he goes, "I." And he starts, and he starts walking with. Him, he goes. I wanted to talk about your future. Mine? Yes. And he goes, Abner, I know you have a way with words. Well, most people know that, but thank you for taking special interest in it. And he goes, yes, and it's something that can inspire the people. A lot of, well, a lot of my constituents talk a lot about you and some of your compatriots. And, uh... Right now, I don't know if you've seen how the world is. We need somebody who can inspire people. Inspire people how, my good sir? And he goes, have you considered running for city council? Oh, that that seems a little too messy for my liking. And he goes, I, I understand you are running against your mother. Hmm. Good God. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. God, this is temp- it's tempting because I fucking hate her, but at the same time, I don't want to run. Uh, you present an interesting uh dilemma for me. And he goes. Oh, is there anything I can do to assist or clear anything up? It's just... Your mother and I don't agree on a lot of things, and I believe that... I believe it would be vastly, vastly uh, important for that area's constituents to not vote for her. I would have to put in... A lot of work, wouldn't I? I don't have a team or a, or anyone to help me run. And he goes, that is true. So unless you want to, I mean, or you could find someone who... Uh, find someone who would run in your stead, so to speak. Fascinating. And I would be able to train them and put them in myself. I believe you and I have a common goal here. Allow me to talk with my associates, and I believe we can provide someone to help run. Of course, of course. Just so you know, I need an answer by probably tomorrow. I can make that happen. He nods, and he goes, Unfortunately, I have another event to be at, and elections and how busy of a schedule they are. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. And with that, he starts walking on down the street. Anything else for Abner, or is he heading to the docks? 
I'm going to the docks. I need to start planning some stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lee, what are you up to? Oh, I wanted to go. All right, fine. So, or do, or do I? You know, considering the, how mine ended, how to. How, I'm about to say. How are we about to do that, DM? Uh, Archibald. Um, once again, we're going to just start where we left off with you. Okay. You are in the Nightingale Hospital. It is just you and your bird currently. Um,. You do have one of the lead nightingales come in, and she, they go, Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Westchester. Uh, is there anything else we can do for you at this time? I know that the doctor has met with you and everything, but I wasn't sure if there's anything else you needed. Well, can you... Uh, well, they mentioned a treatment. Can you explain what it does? What it, what it does? I mean, treatments being a very loosely applied term here. Ah, uh, yes. So... I have an idea if you don't. Yeah, sure, yeah. Let's hear what you got. <laughs> so, I've been thinking, like, he's got these tinctures, mm-hmm. and he's only got, he's got a few of them, and mm-hmm. in it, there's Herba Mystica, Wolfsbane, like, all of these legendary plants of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um... But when you when they get craft together in this distilled uh, liquid, they glow bright blue. And then after a while, they turn into a vapor of sorts. Mm, and okay. what it is, it's held just below the nose and inhaled. And as you watch, you can see the blue glow intensify as it goes through the nasal passages. And if the person using it were to open their eyes, you'd see the blue glow in their eyes as the blue, you know, goes down into the airway and sort of fizzles out. It's it's a very odd application, but you see how it disperses out up so to a little point. bit. Yeah, a little bit like smelling salts and stuff. Yes. Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah, no, it'll it'll look exactly like that. And so, uh, she brings out three and she goes these are all we have how long do they last I know it's hard to say with as as rare as this particular situation is and do you want me to journal about it I I figured well we're both practical people we want to see how, how long it lasts and let you know what I find for as long as I can. So, uh, I rolled a d6 for this particular thing to see how long they last, and we got a 6. And so, she goes, these are only a one use. Right. But they last up to two days per use. Twelve days. I imagine these just stave off the wasting. Yes. So mechanically, what it does is if you have taken that any time during that, basically, instead of actually filling out that clock, it doesn't fill out. Okay. Okay. I dig that. Thanks. I homebrewed it. I just came <laughs> up with it. 
Although, you know, just it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like, what do you got? You have exactly 12 in-game days that you could potentially stretch out because you have three of the only existing semblance of treatments in this entire universe. 12, you should have six. It's three times two. Oh, right. Why'd I get 12? Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, and she, and she goes, and she goes, Mr. Westchester, I highly encourage resting as much as you can i know that might be a foolish thing to say but if you have if you need time that is the best way to get time Hmm. you know my father when i was younger would often say he's only here for a good time not a long time and uh, i feel for me that's only half true Definitely not here for a long time, I suppose. I've got things to do. But if things pan out, if that would help you rest easy at night, I will try to find rest where I can get it. Or as they say, I'll rest when I'm dead. And uh, they nod and they go, of course, I... It's a terrible thing and I'm sorry. I appreciate the sentiment. All right. With that, uh, they turn and they walk out the door. And you are free to leave the Nightingale Hospital. At this point, Faust had left you to rest for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, where do you go? Uh, I think it might be interesting because, you know, he he was on his way back to tell everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't think they had gotten there yet. Yeah. So I think I want to intercept him. Okay. Uh, so you head out and as soon as you head out, you just like, uh, what was your bird's name again? Artemis. You, you go out. Artemis has been on your shoulder as you walk through this entire hospital. And as you enter through the entrance, you look to Artemis and Artemis just takes off off to your shoulder and you've been following Artemis and eventually you catch up with Faust, who's kind of just slowly heading his way towards the dock. But you know, it's kind of like a way of like, Oh, I'm going to go this way to make sure they don't follow me. And, uh, yeah, he definitely doesn't know that you are following him though. Currently. Yeah. I think, you know, cause it's, 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 you know, archibon has got his own set of, uh, feelings attached to his impending mortality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to watch for a little bit because he doesn't want Faust discovered. But he also wants to intercept him first. Okay. Uh, well, to be perfectly honest with you, nobody's tailing Faust. Uh, they thought Most people are just like thinking he's an unimportant old man. So so I think what Archibon does after he notices that, he signals to Artemis to land in front of uh, Faust. And so, uh, as soon as Artemis lands, you just, you hear just the noise of, uh, uh, Faust go, Oh God, you fucking scary bird. (laughs) Come, come now, Faust. Artemis isn't that scary. Oh, please. Anything that could shit on me from a high above is scary. I mean, fair enough. But this particular bird, did you see that Molotov cocktail I hear about it during the Siege of the Night Market? Yes, I did. That's why it's even more scary. Fair enough, and I think he, you know, it's like, and Artemis comes back and sits on his shoulder, and he feeds him something. 
Well. And uh, Faust goes, well, you shouldn't be, you, shouldn't you be resting? I've rested as much as I can, Faust. All I'm doing then is delaying the inevitable, and you know it as much as I do. Uh, as you guys are kind of like walking, there's a bench. Faust kind of like stops, takes a seat on the bench, and he goes, Yeah. Yeah, I not, know. Not yet, old friend. But as much as you can. And, uh, and so he goes, of course, but, uh, I know you had grand plans for the city, kid. Oh, I do. What are you going to do in the amount of time you got left? Well, the one thing I'm currently fighting right now, to be honest with you, Faust, is I'm terrified. (laughs) I'm terrified of what's to come. You know me. I'm a man that likes to know things. And the great oblivion that awaits us all is not something that any of us upon this plane can know of. And he goes, yeah, no, I've been trying to figure that out. But I don't really have a whole lot to offer in that particular venture. But, uh... Well, knowing that when the time does come, and I'm able to go to the other side. I hope the guardians, the guardian birds, whatever the names are, come and carry me to the other side, knowing that Lee and Abner, yourself, even mother and father, are still here to try to make more of, of this city that I know it can be. And so he goes, well, I mean, first things first, we got to take care of the more pressing matter of the fact that uh, the city might be around, not be around. Truly. And I think first things first with, with the time I have left is we've got to make a lot more friends. What did you have in mind? Well, the governor had his sit down. Why can't we? He looks to you a bit and he goes, Okay, kid. You want to reach out, try and get the families together that are not on the governor's side? I want to take it a step further, Death House. I want to go a step further. Okay. I want to extend the olive branch to the ones that are also on his side. We will be guarded, but I feel there's a common enemy out there to prove a point. But if we can get every single gang together, every family together, to finally agree to come to fight this tyrant, this madman, there might actually be a hope of a sunrise in this city. Okay. Like you said, I've got grand plans, friend. I haven't got much time to do them in, so there's no time to waste. You want me to go uh, start getting the parlay together? Yes. I believe the news of my current malady should wait. 
but don't worry, I will have something drafted and stashed in my desk at uh, the new milkmaid's jacket should that time come earlier than expected. He nods and he goes, okay, kid. Thank you, Faust. You are truly a light in these dark times. And he goes, well, you know, I do what I can. (laughs) You're a good kid. You're a good kid. Thank you, Faust. Truly. Now you better put on a stiff upper lip, you foul-smelling bastard. (laughs) He chuckles at that and he goes, (sighs) I'm going to miss this shit. And uh, he stands up and... uh, Careful, Faust. I'm not above haunting you. And he goes... He turns, he goes... Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) And he heads off, so where is Archibon heading from there? Uh, Well, there's work to do and not a lot of time to do it in, so he is headed to the docks. All right. Lee... Where are you? So the first thing Lee's going to do is um, think, huh, it's been a while since I gave Dolly some money for his antique shop. I wonder how much money Mm -hmm. I've gotten by now. (laughs) So uh, let's see here. Uh, Now you definitely have a lot more money. So you're going to your investment banker, that, that is correct? Yes. Okay. So as you head in there, uh, in regards to that, because you guys have actually uh, not chain, chimed in on this, especially. For those of you who own property, uh, basically you've been getting one coin every session. I hope you've been keeping track of that, because I forgot. You got them on session two, so you have ten coins. So you are, you are loaded. Oh, sweet! <laughs> I'm the only broke one here, aren't I? I, I mean, you have anything. been getting paid a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You are the common man. <laughs> it's okay. We'll finance your campaign. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I go and I walk in and I say, hey, been a while. And so as you do so, he looks at you like, oh, oh my fucking God. And he goes, he, uh, he, he, he motions to you to come with him. He goes, he walks in the door and he goes, and he closes the door to his office and he goes, you are one of the most wanted people in all of the Onyx Vale. You can't just walk into a public place going, hi, it's been a while. Too bad. They can try to catch me again. I'm kind of sick of jail. I'll just break right out. Oh my god, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so he goes, okay, 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 okay. Well, let's get you in and out quickly. That way they don't come here. What can I help you with? I just want to see what my investments have been up to. Remember? A coin? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And so he goes, Magnificos has been really, uh, it's been a really good investment for you. Uh, was it just Magnificos that you invested in? Mm, I believe so. Okay. So he goes, it has turned over quite a sum. 
Although I will say you have not been in to collect. So overall, he puts you a note on there. And as you flip the note over, you are surprised by how many zeros are behind it. Wonderful. Can I take that old cash right now? <laughs> so the investment baker just goes, <coughs> ah, ah, Yes, uh, of course. Uh, that will be just one moment. Let me get that uh, all taken care of at the meantime. As that is getting set up and taken care of and everything, you do hear a, a familiar voice behind you. Uh, for a second, as you listen in, you realize that this is the voice of L, the librarian you're talking to. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh. And so as you do that, you hear her just go, well, please, uh, sir, I, uh, I've wanted to meet with you about a business loan and everything, and I've wanted to... I've wanted to start a, open a bookstore here in the Onyx Vale. I mean, I know we have a few, but we don't have any general books. A lot of it is just a cult and stuff that would scare children away. And uh, you just hear from the other person just trying. That to last one's talking about Faust, isn't it? Yes. Uh... <laughs> and so. Sorry, I need a drink of water. Okay. Well, at this point... <laughs> oh, no. This is actually pulling at my heartstrings right now. <laughs> I care very <laughs> deeply about this. And about access to books. Um, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> so Lee's going to go and, like get up as close to the door as she can without being seen, um, but try to eavesdrop on this conversation as much as they can. And so he, go and he goes, and so the finally the uh, banker turns and goes, look, miss, and she goes, L, uh, you can just call me L. And she goes, he goes, miss L, look, I love the fact that you want to start a library, but do you have any capital? And Miss L just goes, um, no, no, I don't. And so he goes, to get a business loan of this sort, you need to be able to afford the down payment on a building, which you do not have. Until you get that, come see me again. And uh, he, with that, he turns and he walks away. Um... Does he walk away so that if I slip out, he wouldn't see me right away? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I come out, and I'm going to, like, discreetly greet L and okay. say hello. And so she kind of looks a little bit defeated by this for a second. And then when you slip out the door, she just goes, oh, uh, um, uh, oh, Lee, what, what, what are you doing here? Oh, you know, I um, I also had to come by for some financial advice. However, I seem to be going the opposite direction than you. Um, I would be happy to cover a down payment for uh, a place 
so that you can get your loan or to help finance whatever you need for this bookstore. I just need to know what your plan is. And she goes, uh, uh, what do you mean, my plan? Well, of course. Do you already have a place picked out or like a, a place to set up shop, literally? Um, what kind uh, a vendor for your books? And she goes, oh, yes, 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 yes I do. It is, there's a place. Uh, it's actually across the street from the theater. Uh, I've seen one of your compatriots, Ebner, come in and out of that place all the time. Oh, yes. It's right across the street from there. And uh, vendor, yes, I, uh, at first I'll supply it with a decent amount of my own personal supply, but then I will have vendors coming in throughout the city. I have a couple that have said as soon as I get a place, they'll start sending. And do you think you can count on them in the long term? And she goes, I believe so. I, And you get this kind of viewpoint of like, there might be a little bit of naivety there, but she's like, she trusts that there's good in everybody. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you, I'll cover the down payment and I'll allow you to borrow any money interest free that you need for a loan as well. Um, that I can of course help out with, you know, I don't know how much you need at the moment, but send me a plan and we'll get it worked out. Okay. And uh, mechanically, it's going to cost four coin. Mm. You have ten coin. <laughs> oh, so you yeah. Know how no, much I'm covering that <laughs> shit immediately. <laughs> yeah. Take my money. Take my money. Get books for the children. And the adults, honestly. And so, uh, yeah, you were able to fund all of that stuff. And immediately... Because, like, around this time, uh, Dolly comes back, brings it back, and you literally just grab, like, the stuff and start just putting the bills into her hand, and she's seeing, like, how much it is, and she's just like, I don't, I don't, how do I thank you? Uh, do good work, open a nice shop, uh, let me come by before it opens. She nods, she nods vigorously, and then she gives you a hug. And then she goes, I, I'm going to go. And then she starts running down the uh, business owner from there. <laughs> uh, so Lee's going to chuckle a little and then go, yeah, thanks for uh, letting me invest. That seemed like a very good choice. <laughs> and Dolly goes, uh, yeah, sure, yes. Uh, is there anything else I can help you with? Uh, nah, I'll get out of your hair. All right. And, uh, thank you, Miss Hawk. Ah, Tyndall, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So she leaves and is going to go back to, um, the newspaper. All right. And, okay, go ahead. And so you enter the newspaper. Once again, the person is typing behind the desk and they're looking very busy. They turn and go, oh, wow, today is a really special day. I got everybody but Mr. Westchester here. How can I help you? Hmm. I'm going to have you elaborate on that comment later. Uh, but for now, I just need to know, uh, how long would it take to add in a subscription to a certain building? 
they look at you for a second and goes, I'm sorry, could you elaborate a little bit? I mean, like, you send these out all over town, right? Or do you have the paper boys come or just uh, let it be sold off of the corners? Could this be delivered to a certain location? Uh, it could be, yes. But usually the paper boys handle that. Hmm. Are there have When was the last time their wages were raised? And uh, they go, well, uh, once we actually got them unionized and everything, uh, we said that they were going to be one every year. And so really and truly, it's about time for another one. Good. Make sure that goes in on time. And uh, yeah, I want you to add a building across the street from the theater that Arkbon usually goes. I'm sorry, not Arkbon. Abner usually goes to. Um, there will be a uh, booming business in there, hopefully, that I think might be friendly to the paper. And they go, uh, yes, of course, of course. And uh, I'm sorry, what was your name so I could uh, verify this? Lee. Lee Tyndall. Thank you, Miss Tyndall. And uh, is there anything else I can help you with at all? Yeah. What did you mean, everybody but Mr. Westchester? Uh, usually I see him once a day to get a report, but I haven't seen him today. And who have you seen? Uh, Mr. Lumen, who was in here just a moment ago, actually. He was asking about uh, how the current uh, polls are running in the city council race. Oh boy, yeah, he would want to know. He was very interested about uh, about his how his mother was doing, actually. And how is she doing? She's running unopposed. Oh, great. That witch. Well, please don't vote for her. And she goes, I won't, but if you're running unopposed, you can't really do all that much about it. Yeah, well, I'm hoping to do something about it, so uh, keep an eye out. Thank you for your time. Of course, will do. And uh, where does Abner go from there? Lee goes on back to Sorry, the Sorry, God. Like, what, what am I doing? Uh, where does Lee go from there? Who back, are you, people? <laughs> back to the milkmaid's jacket. All right. And so who gets there first? Probably Abner. Say Archibald is not rushing. All right, Abner, you get there first. And uh, as you do so, you see the spider web of different leads and everything throughout the year-long event. And Mal is sitting in front of it, still trying to, to, to concoct whatever is going on here. Mal, my dear friend, good to see you. Um, have you heard from the others yet? And he goes, you know, others does not narrow it down at all. Which others are we speaking to? Are we talking about uh, Lee and uh, Archimon? Yes, Breadloaf. Um, have you seen them, heard from them? There are some things we need to discuss. I have not heard from them yet. Oh, dear. Uh, but they should, They, I mean, usually they should be here about any minute if you want to wait. Is there anything you need to talk to me about? Do you have any interest in running for election in, in the city council? And he goes, I'm a hired assassin. So maybe. Oh, Jesus Christ. He rubs the bridge of his nose and he goes, 
Why? Councilman Reigns stopped me and asked if I would like to run. Alright. Opposing my mother. And you didn't immediately jump to the possibility of to be able to browbeat her on stage? I want her dead. I don't want to beat her on stage. Unless I can beat her to a pole. Gotcha. Okay. I told him I'd think about it. I'm not sure that kind of line of business is really my style. I mean, that's fair. Being a criminal is much easier than being a politician. That's kind of the same. Yeah, fair. Uh, and he goes, well, uh, needless to say, they don't really want hired killers out there, so I'm a little off the market, especially since I were to show my face at an event, I'd be immediately arrested. However, I do know, well, maybe we could convince somebody, and, uh, as he's turning around to the docks area he looks and he sees Tess behind kind of the makeshift bar for all of the recluse and he turns to you and goes I mean it's a start and uh, Mal just kind of goes hmm? <laughs> kind of like a shrugging eh? <laughs> sort of deal I mean no ill will to Tess but I don't think this is quite the line of work she had in mind I mean fair I'm sure we can find someone who might be a good pawn for the thing. Yes, I'll rack my brain. You rack yours as well. And once Breadloaf and Lemitart have arrived, we will discuss the matter further. Speaking of which, that is when Archibon walks in. Breadloaf! How are you? Last time I saw you, you weren't looking too well. Well, I'm vertical, aren't I? True. Let's get to work, shall we? And yes. uh, Mal goes, yes, boss. So, what can I do you for? I believe it is time for a parlay with all the other gangs. And I have a sneaking suspicion. Well, let's you and I talk more and then we'll unroll it out. Alright. And so, uh, first and foremost, uh, Mal kind of looks at uh, Abner and goes, did you want to tell him what you were telling me, or? I figured I'd wait until Lemontard arrived. Ah, That's kind of the reason that I'm waiting for my part, too. Let us all be in place before we share the bounty of information I'm sure we all have. Alright, so here's what I have pieced together so far. One, there's a couple things to be noticed out there. First and foremost, uh, the governor's mansion has gone quiet. Usually, there is some sort of thing that I can find that leads to information, but as of right now, I haven't found a goddamn thing. What are the chances? The reason it's quiet is because they're not there, and they mo- they're not there anymore, and they've mobilized or gone somewhere safe pretty high, but also it is election period, so they might actually be focusing on that for now and then figuring out what to do from there. Have there been any news of the elections coming from the governor's mansion? 
Uh, other than just your typical stuff of like who they uh, support and who they got their uh, endorsement, so to speak. Which, surprise, surprise, your mother got the highest endorsement. Shocking. And so uh, he goes, other than that, I haven't really found too much about it. But I'll keep looking from there. Um, However, there is one figure that uh, I think you all might need to meet. Oh? Well, you know how the night market's run and everything. Well, there's also... Let me inform you on how, how I get my info around the city. And so he goes, here's how I do that. Not only is the paper boys an option and everything, so thank you for unionizing and getting more of them out there because that helps. Of course. But uh, there's also a decent amount of people who more or less don't like the whole paperboy aspect, but uh, are very good at picking pockets, so to speak. But they also really blend in. I like to call them a fleet of street urchins. And so uh, the Urchin King is, uh, he wants to meet. So uh, this parlay could be something about that as well. Another unspoken organization that has pieces on the board. Well, you know what they say. Usually they keep to themselves, but uh, a lot of people have gone missing, and uh, your the newspaper has uh, stirred things up with uh, pointing the direction towards the uh, Onyx Vale Hospital. I think that triggers something in Arkabon that uh, you know takes him back to that episode with the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, oh, make that two things that we need to bring up in this sit down. And so you go, and just at that moment, uh, Lee enters. Lemon Tart, how are you? Oh, pretty good. I'm actually feeling pretty good. How are you guys? Well, motivated. Yeah, the clock's running against us, I feel. There's not very good news on the on the governor front, but there's something else going on. But you had news first, Abner. Do you care to share? Yes, I ran into Councilman Reigns. It would appear he wants me to run against my mother. <laughs> oh. That's my thought as well, yes. Well, that does present something, considering... You'd much rather lash her instead of tongue lash her, but... Exactly, you get it, Brendo. But on the flip side, a massive public humiliation like that can has can have its purposes. But she will still be breathing after that. But her mind will be shattered, and so will her image. But she will still be taking breath. I don't think anyone's on, uh, seen my side of this. No, 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 it's fair. You know, it's, it's easier to deal with a piece when it's not on the board, if you will. 
But Don't I do worry. think it'd be easier to remove her should her spirit be broken. And what so, other avenue do we have? I'm about to say, Mal chimes in and goes, "It's a lot of. It's a lot easier removing a piece when it doesn't have. It's a lot easier removing a plant when it doesn't have roots, so to speak." Fair enough. Well, somebody needs to run to oppose your mother. That's for certain. Does it have to be me? I. Can you imagine the look on her face when you walk up? If you want to be extra threatening, have documents in your hand. <laughs> oh, I always have those. God, <laughs> <fucking damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> Tim just has so much trauma now. Oh my god! <laughs> never gonna be able to go I've into an office had, depot again. <laughs> I've never had an item cause me so much trouble in a campaign. Just one item, the same item too. <laughs> yep. That has like you need a roll to save the world. Documents. Documents. Well, the game's over. You did no. it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the governor's tactics to really stall us. Every stationary shop has been lit on fire. <laughs> you have the last 12 pages of documents in the entire Onyx Wheel. Documents. All you just need to make them legal. <laughs> and Become that's governor. when L became a notary. That's what, That's when you find out all the notaries in the Onyx Wheel have been arrested. I've also been arrested. <laughs> God damn it. Super thorough. No, no, no. I was thinking like, like legislation. <laughs> Once he wins, all right. Yeah. There should be no documents. They are illegal. All right. So, uh, and so, first and foremost, uh, yeah. So, uh, Malin goes. All right. Well, who are we thinking should be a part of this parlay? Well, before we move on to the parlay idea, we might want to put a pin in that running, but not too long of a pin. There would be something very off-putting seeing you standing there across from her, being very much her equal and superior. But if uh, you feel you are unable to control yourself, which I understand, and it would be very unsatisfying, then perhaps somebody else should be in your place. But unabashedly, and you have a way with words, Abner, and the people get behind you, and you know that. I'll consider it. That's all that I ask. But anyway, uh, as for the parlay, so here's my idea. The governor had to sit down with all of us to try to sway things. I believe we should do the same thing. I believe what? every member, every head of every gang should be sitting around the table with us instead because we're not going to take the city back on our own. And we do have friends, so I suppose they'd be open to sitting down with us. I want to include... Whether it be sincere or not, the mechanical Turks as well as the Boiler Brothers. Well, the mechanical Turks, I can't imagine, have too much leadership left. Precisely, <laughs> they'll be easier to sway. And I think he does his like sly wink over to over to Lee. <laughs> She's gonna smile. And I've also heard Mal. There's now the the Urchin King. Is that correct? And he goes, yes, the Urchin King would like to meet with y'all. So the idea is we've currently had a government that has consistently put its giant boot over all of our throats in one way or another. I know ironic coming from the upper crust, but we're in a unique place to be able to change that and shift the power back. But we're going to need help. The only thing we have to lose is 
No, nothing, I think. Aside from potentially our lives, if they decide to go against us. Uh, Mal goes, wait, I thought you said you were immortal. Find your lives. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular. Sorry, that was me as a DM. Truly. I did. I, yep, that, I forgot that that was canon. <laughs> now I do concur. A neutral position, so we do not compromise this one, would be ideal. But I believe it might be worthwhile to stretch out and ask and see if there is a neutral place we can go so we don't compromise our own base. What is our position? What what are we offering? Unity. Good faith. Cooperation. A city that's not under the boot of the governor. And depending what this Urchin King says about the hospital, perhaps the removal of a common enemy. I believe that we might be able to work this out. No, I hope so. If it is what I have got a sneaking suspicion in my gut for it to be, I want that man's head on a fence post. But, like I said, we should be in the business of making friends. It makes life a lot easier. All right. And so Mal goes, all right, well, you don't worry about the place. I can find a position that we all can meet in. In the meantime, we should have that ready probably in about a few hours. So uh, we'll meet we'll meet up with you there, and uh, we'll, have it, we'll try and get as many people as we can there. Some of them. Hell, some of them might not answer the call at all. The best thing we can do is extend that olive branch. If they refuse to take it, that's on them. True that. And so that is where we're going to end the free play part. This is going to stretch a little bit into the score part. Because uh, the meeting with... Um, is going... Well, I'll tell you a little bit when we get back. So for now, let's take a break and we'll come on back. Could be. Yes, that's that's how we do it. And right. with a fantastic mustache, we will figure out right. who sliced bread loaf. Murder in the Orient. You didn't figure out who did it. They all did it. <laughs> they all took a slice. <laughs> now we have to have a one shot where it is who killed Archibald Mustache. Oh, Thanks a lot, oh, guys. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Mike. Special Halloween episode, Onyx Vale, who kills Archibald Westchester. Murder mystery special. Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, let's, so we are back. And so you guys have kind of chosen a social parlay heist. So with this parlay, uh, first and foremost, before we get started, we're going to go through your guys' loadouts and kind of go from there. All right. So who would like to go first? I can. 
All right. Mariner, <laughs> leading the way. Oh, damn. It is almost time to season finale this shit. All right. <laughs> so. The penultimate part of Abner's arc. I was ready first for loadout time. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> All right, Abner. What you bringing? Um, one quick question that, that actually does change one item. is: I'm assuming this is at night. Mm, yeah. It doesn't have to be. I just, it will be I assumed. Okay, cool. It'll be at night. <laughs> Um, I'm sticking with a light load like I usually do. Um, I'm bringing fine loaded dice and trick cards uh, and trance powder. Those are free. Okay. And then I'm... Oh, what? Shut up, Google. <laughs> now, Google, if you're listening to this, um, Des Moines Dragons sponsorship. <laughs> um... Before I was rudely interrupted by my assistant, um, I'm gonna bring that poison. I'm gonna bring another poison parasol like I did last time. Okay. And then a lantern, and of course I'm bringing documents. Ah, damn it! <laughs> I didn't even unclick it from the last time. Why oh would you? God, yeah. I can't wait to see what <laughs> bullshit these pull today. All right, so. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Andre. So, uh, who'd like to go next? I can. I already have everything clicked and ready. All right. So, I've taken all of my uh, italic stuff, which includes a trained hunting pet, spirit bane charm, the uh, fine cover identity in the case of I should have a reason to escape, uh, a vial of slumber essence, and my concealed palm pistol. Okay. I am also bringing two grades of armor, a fine bottle of whiskey, blueprints, and he's got a fine, finely engraved Westchester knife in his belt All right. for normal. All righty. And Lee, what are you bringing to the parlay? Almost exactly what I did last time. A fine pair of pistols, uh, my long rifle, jack, and my charm, of course. Uh, Throwing knives, climbing gear, and arcane implements. All right. All right. So you guys all meet in the industrial area of the city. Uh, In fact, actually, you're meeting in the empty part of a warehouse in the industrial district. This particular one is, uh, uh, let's see here, sorry, looking for where I'm gonna put it, is going to be in the area which is commonly known as the Radiant Energy Farms. And so, uh, I have pinged, by the way, so everybody can see where. And so, uh, as you get there, uh, you find Mal is already waiting there. And so when you guys arrive, Mal goes, So, you, guys, you want me on Overwatch in case things go south? I sure do. Of course. The more the better. He points to one of the grain silos and he goes, I'll be at the very top of that. Should be pretty easy shooting from there. So, uh, 
Yeah. And uh, Mal turns to Yuli and goes, I'm pretty sure at least that one will be able to uh, relay communication to you, right? Of course. All right. So he walks over to the silo and starts climbing up. In the meantime, uh, more or less, they kind of all arrive at the same time. So here are the people that do arrive. So first and foremost, uh, the first person to arrive is Lady Nigel. The second person to arrive is... uh, I'm trying to remember. (laughs) Let's see here. Uh, yeah, so after that is, uh, the Coal Brigade, the Clockwork Union, the Grease Monkeys, and the Steam Sisters all have arrived as well. And last but certainly not least, the Mechanical Turks. The Boiler Brothers have never shown. Now, just so you know, in regards to mechanics for this particular one, is uh, 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 Blades in the Dark has a relationship kind of mechanic to it. Um, Everybody else, you had like a one or a zero, which means could go either way. Uh, Boiler Brothers, you had a negative five. Nice. (laughs) So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) I have documents. I got got documents. We're going to re-roll. (laughs) <laughs> all the documents say is no you <laughs> okay uh, so uh, you all arrive and last but not least while everybody else has arrived in kind of like uh, undescript cars and everything the urchin king arrives in a wagon he, you see him climb down and you realize that the urchin king is no more than a 17-year-old kid. He walks up to everyone and goes, Well, well, well. Now, this must be something really important for all these people to be standing in a circle in the middle of a crop field in the industrial district. I think Archibald's nearby. Of course. It's great to have your eminence in amongst the gathering. Ah, spoken like a true Westchester, knowing how to blow smoke up someone's ass. Well, Urchin there's King, an odd form to it. Urchin King, how may I help you? Well, Mal has talked highly of you and your ilk. I hear you have news of a particular hospital and some problems that might be associated with it. Immediately, his jovial uh, charm com- immediately drops, and he goes, Yes. Then... After a few opening words, I would have you speak. Because I've got a feeling that all of the representatives of these different families have a common enemy that may help unite all of us together. All right. On your go. So I think Archibald steps up and, you know, just kind of calls everybody everyone everyone and for those of you that have not looked favorably upon the recluse 
Despite everything, I am very relieved to see you standing here. I called you here for a parlay. This city, which we've all lived and thrived and tried to survive, is under a deep threat of a madman and several of his cronies that would bathe the entire city in something beyond any of us can comprehend. We at the Recluse wish to stop that, but we can't do it alone, which is why we've called you here. There are many enemies that we share, and the governor being one of them. If you would stand with us and not against us to save this very city from which we all stand, then we might have a chance of seeing a sunrise come up in the Onyx Vale. But you are not here to listen to grand speeches. You are here asking why a snobby Westchester thinks that he can drum up unity from nothing. I am not so naive. Each and every one of us has a family at home. But I feel each and every one of us has lost something dear. Family. Friends. Loved ones of all sort. To the very people that campaigned and promised to take care of each and every one of us, and they are not. So I ask that you listen to what I feel will be a very common enemy for all of us, and somebody that I would like to see removed before we go for the governor. I present to you the Urchin King. And so the Urchin King, he comes up and he goes, You know, things are really hard out here for those who have a harder time trying to fit in, trying to be what the city here deems useful. For the most part, if you're somebody my age, It's either being a paper boy until you can get a real job or you're just scrounging unless you die on the streets. Now, I've become real protective of my people during this time. And I hate to say it, but some of them's gotten under my watch and I am not here for that. And I as well as all the other people, are sick and tired of the ones that we love disappearing on the streets to potentially be used for experiments? Now, I don't know about you, but I think a change is in order. I don't know much about the city council, but I do know that the governor has been in our, been a stick in our craw this entire time. And so I say it is up to us, the people, that if we need to determine change, that we take that change into our own hands. 
But now, Mr. Westchester, I'm going to send it to you. A lot of, uh, what is your plan overall? As our dear friend, the Urchin King, has said, people are disappearing off the streets and being experimented on. That very hospital, and we all know which one it is. And I was even there when the head of that hospital confessed to me of pulling the low lives, the urchins, the bottom feeders off the very streets so that people such as myself may benefit from their very life essence, their organs, their blood. Because as the medical director put it so callously and in his own words to paraphrase, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And those eggs are your family members and your friends and your loved ones. While a hospital is necessary, it is meant to be a place of healing, of relief. If there's one thing that that hospital has stood for, it has always been a neutral ground, despite any standing between the gangs. There has always been a universal agreement to leave the hospital alone. But we're changing that because that hospital is a den of evil that is stolen from each and every one of you. And I can see many of you averting your eyes, but I know that I'm right. So I ask you today to stand next to each other. And uh, Argamon looks at the mechanical Turks. We are not above forgiveness here. You made a decision what you felt was best for that same family that you are trying to protect. And I'm asking you to do the same thing. Well, so first and foremost, uh, let's roll a sway. Shit, why did I do that? You took a lot of the conversation here. So, uh... <sighs> do you want help? I can help you. Yes. Um, I'm going to use an ability then. Aww. Um, <laughs> two times per score. Or, so this is called foresight. So two times bef- uh, per score, Freaking I can assist nice. a teammate without paying the stress. Hell yeah. Um, I just have to tell you how I prepared for it, and I, I mean, obviously I would have went up to Breadloaf and been like, now, make sure you have your words carefully picked out, that you eye each person down, make sure your words hit them directly where it matters. I, I think, you know, after he's like, actually, those are, you just gave me acting lessons, didn't you? I did. <laughs> so now I'm helping, and I don't have to take stress for it. Fantastic. So you get a bonus dice. Sweet. And I'm pushing myself. All right. Two bonus dice. All right. What'd it be? Uh, risky standard because you probably rehearsed this in the mirror. Okay. Also, we didn't do a fortune roll. Were we supposed to do a fortune roll? I don't think we're at the score yet. Oh, okay. Just a desperate what? Uh, risky standard. Risky standard. Two bonus dice? Yep. Okay, get my two stress in there. Submit. All right, a four, a five, and a two. Question for you. Uh, Well, actually, no, because unless you're telling me a flashback now, uh, I want you to add one to your clock. The 
the one from the beginning. Yeah, the wasting away clock. Yep. Wasting away again. Again in the Onyxville. (laughs) All right. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, they look to you and they go. And one person raises their hand. And this is a representative from. Um, this is a representative from the Clockwork Union. And they go. And you recognize them immediately as uh, Nat Tanner. Nat Tanner goes. So you want us to unite on the hospital. Are you saying that you will take out on the hospital yourself in regard and, and you want something from us in return? I am hoping that if we all pitch in, we can take that hospital down because I imagine it's not going to go easy. Because once that hospital returns to a neutral Uh, a neutral stance that helps serve the communities at large, all of them, then we can head for the governor. But the hospital uh, first. And that time, uh, one of the members of the Steam Sisters goes, uh, you recognize them as uh, Eli Newton. Um, And they chime in. And uh, what is your plan for the governor? Well, let's get through this hospital first, shall we? So I think let's let's before we get into that. (laughs) So, all right, we'll roll roll a sweet, a sweet sweet. All right, what's it gonna be? Desperate great. And I'm pushing myself again. Pushing myself again. In margarita. Wasting away again in the Onyx Vale. Do, do. <laughs> That'll do. All right, so that's a six and a two, so make sure you put in two on that clock. Okay. And, and so they go, and so they go, we'll put a pin in it for now, but we want to hear it before we leave. Absolutely. And so, go ahead. Absolutely, you will. And I think now, confer among... Is any... I think he stops. Does anybody else have any more testimony as to what the hospital is taking from them if any of you are sitting on the fence? I'm going to roll a d6 and determine how many of them are sitting on the fence. Jiminy Christmas, Batman. <laughs> so this is determining how many of them are like are still are like on your side, basically. So out of so, the six, four of them? Yes. Okay. And so as of right now, the two that are still not fully sold are the two that chimed up. The Clockwork Union and the Coal Brigade. I know. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I know it's a lot to ask. And should you decide to walk away, 
I cannot speak for the rest, but I will not hold it against you. I simply hope that should you not throw your lot in with us, that you simply stay out of the way. Roll another sway. Fuck. I'm going to help out with this one. <laughs> I'm, what would it be? Uh, I'm going great. to get oh, Sorry, up. go ahead, Callista. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get up and uh, call out to everyone and say, this is not just the Westchester and him. I grew up in Lean Township. I know how the hospital is supposed to serve the people. I watched it all my life. But it's not doing that now. And if that can become safe for all of us, it will better be better for all of us. And then she's going to nod to uh, Archimon. All right. Uh, for that, I'll say you get to add two bonus dice. Alrighty, so it was just to make sure I got it. We've got desperate, right? Great, desperate, great with two. Yep. Here we go. Man, all right, a one, a six, and a one. And so the uh, and so they go, and the clockwork union goes. We'll help you. But you guys have to lead the assault on it. With pleasure. And the coal brigade is like the one still holding out. And he goes, you tell me the plan for the governor we're in. So. All right. Just a moment. Let me gather my thoughts. Uh, are, we, are we doing a team huddle? <laughs> a bit, basically, because I think, well, I think, you know, to, to put some flavor to it, Archibon is starting to feel uh, less than great. Mm-hmm. So I think he turns to the other two. I think you guys are going to have to take it from here. We can tell them about the bomb. So the plan is, well, I guess, do we even have a plan? You I tell think me, spider. <laughs> so, I think, you know, spider. Fuck! Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, the, uh, so I think he did, definitely goes, it's just kind of a prototype. We have to create a massive diversion so I can go and confront the governor directly on top of the dam where the bomb's at. And for you, Abner, so, turns to Lee, you will handle the massive assault. Turns to Abner, you will have to handle your mother and the city council while I handle the governor. I'm hoping that they're... mind's made up about running, then, isn't it? I still leave that up to you. I think, you know, he stops his... Redlow, are you all right? It is. It's flu season here in the Onyx Vale. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just just share that information and we can make tweaks the closer the moment comes. But that's the general form of the plan that I had. (laughs) Um, I can turn turn to the rest of the people. I 
suspicious of Breadloaf. I'm like, something's mm-hmm. not right. Because also, I did see you pass out. He's moldy right. around the edges. <laughs> yeah. He looks like bread but left out in the sun. <laughs> mm, toasty. <laughs> oh my god. Inspiration. <laughs> Just kidding. Blades in the Dark doesn't have inspiration. Doesn't have inspiration. Damn it. Um, so I will, I'll turn to the rest of the group. Our plan as of right now would be to create a massive diversion, which all of you would be able to help with, obviously. Pop up little uh, incidences all across the city. And while that's happening, we'll be able to go in and lead an assault against the governor. Roll this way. I sure can. You sure can. You've been just been chomping at the bit. I'm ready for it. Desperate grave. So I wish to also return the favor with foresight. Because I think on the inside, like there's more like official blueprints. Because I did bring blueprints with. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. All right. All other. So I get one bonus dice. Yes. And it was desperate great, right? Yep. Alright, so that's a 6, a 4, a 4, a 5, and a 2 for an overall 6. And Eli Newton goes, Well, damn. I'll hand it to you. You seem to really have a plan here. We're in. As soon as you uh, put the head of the hospital's head on a spike, well, you just tell us where we need to be. Does Arkabai notice anything from Lady Nigel? Lady Nigel has been very quiet this whole time. So I think he makes his way over. Lady Nigel, it's nice to see you, but I notice you are unusually quiet during these proceedings. And she goes, If you're wondering what side I'm on, you have nothing to worry. Not at all. I just noticed the cloud above your head is unusually dark. And uh, she goes, Speak to me afterwards. There is a favor that I must ask of you. Of course. And so, is there anything else you have to say to the whole group, or can they disperse? I I think, you know, it kind of goes over, and, you know, it looks like the other two. You can disperse them. I, I haven't the strength right now to say any more. All right. Lee is going to go over to the uh, Urchin King and say, see me after. Okay. And so, uh, Habner, do you disperse them? With any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Um, thank you all for coming, and I'm sure that we can take this great city of ours back. Alright, with that, they disperse and start to head out. In the meantime, uh, as you go... Archibon, you walk over to Lady Nigel, take her arm, kind of like helping her to her car. She goes, You remember my boy? Oh, of course, the one that joined the priesthood, I believe, after having a conversation with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do. He, dis- he disappeared four days ago. He didn't go to the hospital, did he? I don't know, but if he is, I need you to get him out of there. 
I will do everything in my power, Lady Nigel. And she goes, I know you shall. And then she uh, gets into the car, gets into the car to leave. She rolls down the window. She turns and she goes, you should get some rest. You look like hell. <laughs> Thank you, milady. And with that, she drives away. In the meantime, on the other side, uh, Lee, you are meeting with the Urchin King. She's going to walk up to him and uh, instead of like bowing or saluting, she's just going to put out her hand for a handshake. And he goes, all right. And he reaches out to shake the hand. She shakes his hand and um, says, it was very uh, helpful of you to give your testimony here today. And I thank you for that. And he goes, with pleasure. You just, uh, you guys just hold up your end of the bargain. We'll hold up ours. Indeed. Uh, I know that you've been working with Mal, and he's um, spoken highly of you, but I also notice that you're a little bit younger than me and Mal. And I'm going to caution you and say, if we say run, run. Okay. Um, what would you think would be a role, the role here? Um, I don't think this is a role. I, I think this is more of a friendly warning, not yeah, trying and, to convince uh, him of anything. And that's fine, but I'm determining if it sinks in. So it's a role. I'm going <laughs> to, okay. Then I'm going to follow it up with, um, you may know these streets, but I know the players and I don't want to see you and your crew who I have also heard interesting things about get hurt in the process. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking either consort or sway. Mm, I'll do sway. All right. Go ahead and roll desperate. Great. Actually, risky standard. And he goes... And he goes... I'll keep that in mind. Don't worry. We street urchins are tougher than we look. And he turns on a heel and walks towards his uh, carriage and uh, leaves. Uh, She's going to shout at him, So am I. All of her five foot five. <laughs> right. Uh, and just so the folks at home know, uh, Lee rolled a one. <laughs> All right. So after everybody has taken off, eventually you hear, you hear the sound of somebody coming down a, a ladder. And it is Mal. As he does so, he slings his rifle over his shoulder and he goes, All right, well, sounds like... You guys have a little bit of a house call to make to the good old uh, head of the uh, Onyxville Hospital. You let me know when that's done, and uh, we'll go from there. 
Perfect. Thanks for holding everything down. Of course. And, uh, and, uh, he looks back and he goes, you didn't all hear it, but there was a couple of patrols that came by, so we might want to get out of here. All right. Let's warn the others. All right. And so, uh, you guys warn the others and you guys are now heading towards the hospital where we will, uh, it's going to be like 10 minutes later and you guys are arriving towards the hospital. So you guys are going to lead kind of the way with this. So this is going to be where the fortune roll comes in or the engagement roll, so to speak. So first and foremost, tell me how you guys are going to enter this particular place. Yeah, how are we going to do that? <laughs> well, my thought is Archibald's been inside. Mm-hmm. Archibald knows where the administrative offices are. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're not there to play nice, but we're also not there to cause casualties. Mm-hmm. Could make another house call with a security contingent. That would be what, deception? or I believe deception with the usual sprinkles of assault. <laughs> <laughs> I always love it that, like, oh, it's going to be one of these ones, but it's always, like, 60% deception until all the plans go out the window, and then it's just assault. So. I feel like it's, like, 60% of, like, deception, and then uh, 98% office supplies. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you guys are going to try deception. Okay, so what is the, how are you guys going to enter? Let's see. So, I think um, I'm going to walk in. They know I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what about think... Lee and uh, Abner? So, I think in the interim... Yeah, they said we'd leave the assault, but it's going to take everybody. I think we stop. And I think he tells Artemis, like, he's got a different message or two messages on each leg. Like, all right, you go to two gangs, drop these off. They need to follow up within the hour to try to lock the space down because I have a feeling if something goes sideways, the police and the military are going to move in on the hospital and we need. We need time. Okay. I want to scope the place out the best I can. So will Lee just be on Overwatch then during this time? Um, during the planning time, I want to be uh, kind of on Overwatch surveying the area. Um, I don't mind being inside. So I'm not sure. I will, say for, I will say for this particular part, it's either inside or outside. I'll go inside. I can help. Okay. And Abner, what's your plan of entry? Uh, I kind of want to stick near Breadloaf because I'm a little worried. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you guys, uh, so for sheer dumb luck, uh, you will get a bonus dice. For all of the groups in the area, you get a bonus dice. Uh, 
for Abner, not Abner, for Archibon knowing where the place that they're going is. We'll get a bonus dice. So that's currently three bonus dice. Uh, for the sheer, uh, as I like to call the sheer brass balls of it all, it's going to get a bonus dice. And you're going to lose a bonus dice because you are effectively a tier one group assaulting a tier four group. Yeah, we never did do our upgrades, did we? Nope, no none. <laughs> Alrighty. So uh who would like to do the engagement roll? Suppose I will. Alrighty. So three. Three. Okay. Here we go. So that's a two, a five, and a four. So the good news is with that five. You guys are actually going to get into a decent spot. That means uh, means that you won't get past the first obstacle, but you are in a primed position to get past the first obstacle. So, uh, for this particular moment, you guys are arriving via one of the Westchester vehicles. Uh, it determined who is the driver and who is going to be the main security for Archibald. I'll be security. I was about to say, I'll be driver. <laughs> All right. And so as you get up and everything, uh, you you open the door. You open the door for Archibon. And as Archibon stands up, there is a person outside to greet them and goes, Ah, Mr. Westchester, how good to see you. Uh, what precedes your visit this, morning, this evening? Well, just wanted to... Converse a matter of some urgent business, uh, specifically with health matters, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, I figured a face-to-face meeting would be the best way to do that. And did you want a specific doctor, or did you just want any regular doctor? Well, if the medical director was available, I'd love to have a conversation with him. We had a meeting some months back. Uh, roll me a... What do you think would be the role here? Hmm. A give it to me and don't make me roll. Uh, (laughs) let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Could I convince you Mm -hmm. that as Archibald walks up to the receptionist shaking hands, he knows the receptionist? Uh, as a flashback sort of deal? Like, it could be a flashback, I suppose, and I'll take the stress for it. Yeah, I was about to say, that would be very stressful. That would be very stressful for a lot of work to put him back. But okay, so what are you be looking a, a to get two? out of this? Like, two stress? Yeah. So, I think he goes, as he walks up, you know, he's uh, sent, like, Archibon around, because he's aware that uh, Penelope mm-hmm. comes out. And has a smoke break about this time. And Artemis has stopped and left her note. And it reads, I'm coming for the MD. Meet me outside for quote-unquote business. And when he does that and comes up, you're like, ah, yes, Penelope. Where is he? That would make it a consort role. All right. I'll take it. 
and uh, with the with the two stress and everything, I would say that makes it a risky standard. Risky standard consort. All right, nice. that's a one and a six, and so yeah, uh, they go. I let them know in your office, in their office, waiting for you now. Spectacular, thank you, madam. And so, yeah, you guys head up and everything. Now, as when you get to the uh, elevator, as you enter the elevator, you do remember what Lady Nigel says is about finding her son and rescuing him. Uh, do you guys decide to split up at the elevator, or are you guys going to go together? So I think, as we're going up, look, there's a very real chance there's a morgue here for organ harvesting. Lady Nigel's missing her son. I'm going to ask to see some of the bodies to pick a prime candidate. Keep your eyes open. Understood. Alrighty, and so you guys uh, head up, and as you head up, you head into the uh, office of the medical director. And for anybody who's caught on, I do not remember their name. That's why I've been just calling them the medical director. I don't know <laughs> if we gave the guy a name, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think we did. Awesome! And if we did, sound off in the comments. Hey, let's know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, as he went to, he finds himself kind of like, you see him sitting out there and he goes, Ah, oh, Mr. Westchester, how good it is to see you, especially likewise. at this late hour. Oh, absolutely. Likewise, sir. Likewise. I'm here on the matter of, uh, don't mind secu- my security contingent with uh, the way things are lately. Can't be too careful. Oh, I understand. Last time you were here, there was a shootout right outside of our door. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, sir, I'm here on the matter of health and making sure that the cream of the crop indeed rises to the top. I am in need of some of your particular services, if you get my drift. He goes, oh, yes, come with me. Let's discuss this in my office. So he walks in, uh, shows you to one of the seats, and he takes a seat across from it, and he goes, so, Mr. Westchester, what seems to be troubling you? I will say, you do look pretty worse for wear. Well, I've my health has taken a downturn, and I've got a sneaking suspicion it might be my liver, similar as my father. I am mm. looking for a prime candidate, so I was curious, per our last conversation, if perhaps being able to pick one. And he goes, sure, sure. Do you want one alive or deceased? Hmm. Well, is there a way we can walk through and take a look? At both, perhaps? I like to have options, you know. Depends on how much money you have now. (laughs) Sir, I am a Westchester. And he goes... And with all due respect, I run a business and I like to see the money up front. So I think he pulls out uh, a small purse. Oh no, I feel like he pulls out a stack. 
You see, sir. Ten grand. All up front. And he kind of does that whole like thing where he uh, thumbs through it and everything. And he goes, follow me. Would you like to see the living or the deceased first? Let's start with the living. And so he goes up and uh, he go. He leads you to the elevator and he presses one floor. And he presses it, opens it. You all enter and it goes one floor up. As you do so, he goes, uh, and he goes, well, we have about three or four fine specimens here that could be used for their liver. All right. Or any of them, Nigel. And so as you're looking through them, uh, you discover the first two are uh, definitely younger. They're not like under 18 age, but they're definitely like early 20s mm. age in their area. Uh, and uh, but definitely they look scared, but they're like kind of they're in that area, but they're like, why can't we be kind of they're looking around like, why can't we be let out? And then the third person that you come to is definitely Nigel. Tell me, doctor, because I'm a man who appreciates detail. What happens after I were to pick a selection? And he goes, well, based on your selection and the necessity of your health concerns, we would prep them for surgery. And so those with the healthy parts would be cold, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think begin on you. Now, just to frame this for me, mm-hmm. late at night, morgue level. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's not the, the morgue level; it's above morgue is where well, the dead bodies are. Right. So we're in the living area. Is mm-hmm. there anybody around? Currently, there is at least uh, four guards. There's two of them on the. Uh, there's two of them at the. Uh, Elevator, and there's two at the end of the hallway. Hmm. Curious. Curious. Interesting, sir. Can we go down to the morgue level? I'd like to see, because none of these really strike my fancy. Let's see what you have on the preserved side of things. And he goes, of course, of course. So he turns, uh, walks over to the elevators, and hits the down button. Uh, Lee... Or Abner, is there anything you're doing during this time? Scoping I, I, out the I, security. <laughs> I know Archibon's got an idea. All right, so yeah, considering both Archibon and Lee were both in the military, mm-hmm. he's bringing up very small but very particular hand signs that says, if you get the option, take it. Mm, okay. She acknowledges with a nod, like a very minute one that's like, ah, yes, I am listening to my boss as he moves. Okay. Abner, what about you? Uh, I don't think there's much I can do at the moment. I'm going to just clock that we saw Nigel 
and then I'll try to make it a or a, a oh my god I'll try to make it a goal to get back <laughs> here now mm-hmm. I can't talk so actually I have a question yes so how is Nigel being held is it like bars or is he like behind glass or something he is behind glass and how do we get how, how like what's the door situation like so the area that you saw him was glass at the very other end of the door was at the end of the room was a door that he could exit out of. Hmm. Okay. So an atypical like hospital room setup. Yes. Based something, something nonchalant for something that's above ground. Yes. Okay. So I think in Archibald's head, we're trying to get down to a quiet place to stir as little suspicion as possible. Okay. So you get down to the morgue, and so he, uh, the elevator's open, and he goes, we have particularly five currently here that you can take a look at. Uh, I don't know if picking needs to be precise, but... Uh, like I said, I'm a man who likes his options and makes sure that my money is not being wasted. Roll this way! Shit! <laughs> Or something else, or something else, if you believe would fit this particular one. Uh, all right. I think, uh, as he's looking at, oh, forgive me, my there's a bad drear down here, and I think he turns to Abner. What do you think? You've been around me long enough. What? What do you think? And I think he looks at Abner to weigh in. (laughs) Oh, yes, he is very particular. If you wouldn't mind, it would be just amazing if you could continue to show us the bodies. Wow. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? Yeah. That was aud- that audible right there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, roll anything but sway. What? I'm Rude. Me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you think would be a good roll for this one? I think it's sway because I'm. It's more of a charm yeah. rather than me being like, "Hey, we know each other." Like I know yeah. him. I know Locks. Yeah, but I don't know. roll your sway. I guess. <laughs> You're welcome. What's the position? Uh, risky standard. It's a five, a five, and a two, and a three, and so it goes. Yes, of course. And so he turns uh, back facing away with you guys, opens one of them, leads them out, and he goes, would you like to look at one at a time, or would you like me to pull all five of them out? Mm, let's do one at a time. We'll wait here while you fetch the first one. And so he finishes pulling out the first one and wheels it towards you. I think yeah, he's going to come around, start looking. And he's going to come down with a coughing fit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the MD is going to try to look and see how he's doing. So mm-hmm. this guy should be, if you know Lee wants to try to take the opportunity, this is as open as he's going to be. All right. So, yeah, he is very focused on, like, uh, you know, doing his doctorly duties for those who pay. Uh, Lee, you trying some? Oh, Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to immediately tell Jack to go down and protect Nigel. Mm-hmm. And then um, do my best to put a uh, knife in this guy's throat. All right. So what do you think this would be? Prowl. All right. Well, I can see that. I think uh, I want to help with foresight. And Extra bonus dice. And how, and how do you... How, yeah, how'd you prepare for it? There's poison tipped on that dagger. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I love that. Is this desperate, All right? right? Yep. <laughs> the world holds its breath. All right, so... Uh, for a prowl with a four, a four, a six, and a three is what we got. So with a six, uh, we see Lee. How how do you kill him? <laughs> oh, so fucking clean. <laughs> so as he was moving the bodies and uh and and he's going over to Archibon, I have been staying about five feet away from him the whole time, and mm-hmm. I move around to flank him um, mm-hmm. while he's taking the body out and everything. And then when he goes to go help Archibon, I come up behind him and slit his throat. All right. And so with uh, the death gurgle you hear, he kind of falls down, looks, and then immediately just falls dead. One more piece of garbage off the street. I think Archibon spits on him. It's Lee's a bloody gonna, spit, but yeah. Lee's gonna wipe the blade on him and just say, thank god, I always hated these fucking doctors. Especially this one. Well, I, I think he stops. We should get out of here. Lead the way. And so you guys go back to the elevator and where do you go from here? I think, you know, as, as we pop back up, I think we walk by that same one. That same hallway where Nigel and them are. Mm-hmm. And we'll gotta get them out somehow. Mm-hmm. Tim, so there... four... Yeah, I was just about to ask about that. <laughs> there are four guards still in this area. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Have the other gangs been are they active yet because uh, told them within the half hour and I feel like the half hour has definitely occurred you definitely start hearing like ruckus is starting to happen outside so I think as we come up we hear the you know like shots and ruckus or whatever I feel like if the, if the doors open next to the guards be like what's going on you know, try to try to stir them to go look. All right. Uh, and I'm going to reach for my guns and just be like, where's the threat? Okay. So that'll give you a bonus dice for a sway. Or would it be a command? Sure. I can do it with a command. All right. What is it? Uh, desperate great. Desperate great with a bonus dice, right? Yep. Submit. That's a six, a two, and a five. So they nod and go, and they look down to the other two at the other end and go, you stay here, make sure nothing happens, and then those two leave. So there's two left. So 
I think as we go down, Locks kind of side eyes Abner and like nods, like does that kind of head tilt. He's got his slumber essence in his hand. Oh, I I was about to say I have I have the document. Yeah. Oh did, you, did, you, did you bring trans powder? I do have trans powder. And now you've got my slumber essence, so uh, have at it, buddy. <laughs> hmm. Ooh, what do I want to use first? Because <laughs> um, I want them I want them to leave. Or I can... You know what? I can just put them to sleep with the slumber essence. Let's... Alright, so I'm going to... Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just... I'll do the document trick again where I put it on there. Where I put it on... Uh, I'm going to use the slumber essence so I can just knock them out. Um, And then I'm going to approach them and um, begin to ask. Um, I believe we were supposed to see... And then I'm going to sneeze and blow the the powder at them. What would you believe this role be? <laughs> uh, I'm just hoping that this is the moment you fly too close to the sun with these dark. It right, could like, be acres. Finesse. You know what? I'll I'll allow finesse. I think I'll push myself. All right. That too Just stress? remember, you can also Otherwise. take a deal with the devil. <laughs> I have already burned foresight, so I can't help. No, that's fine. Uh, so, just one bonus dice. That's um, great. No, Never mind. Go ahead, because I'm, I'm checking the ability really quick. Um. Right. So, how good are you in finesse? I got two. I'll let you do this. Seems fine. Alright, now we wait with bated breath. Would you count this as a covert misdirection? I'll say, I don't know what's coming. Yeah, I would say because you're, you know, trying to do something like that. Then I'm going to use another ability, Cloak and Dagger, which will give me an extra dice. Alright, I'll allow that. <laughs> so I have two, <laughs> All right. two extra dice now, right? Yep. Uh, What's the position? Desperate Great. Cool. Great. Two. Needed that. Oh my god. Ooh, You're welcome. Icarus. Ooh, Icarus. <laughs> this never gets old. It never does. <laughs> I love it. How? I'm How is it every time? Every <laughs> fucking time we do something <laughs> with the fucking documents. You roll a critical success. I am looking at my Rima printer paper like, yeah, that's you. How? Yeah. Boom. How? I thought, I thought there was, Abner was going to be something completely different, but you know what? Documents. It's what it is. Just, just You give him documents, he's unstoppable. Literally how? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to have legislation. Oh my oh god. Oh god, yeah, I'm supposed to be running for you know how many documents that are gonna be there? So oh many. Alright. Fine. <laughs> so you you perfectly ex- execute this sneeze as if it was scripted and 
not a few seconds later, they slump toward each other and fall. And as they fall, you notice they fall in a certain position that you find all of the keys to all of the cages. Not cages, oh. all the rooms. Oh, I think I'll grab this. Look what I have. Well, let's open all of these up and get the hell out of here. I couldn't agree more. All right, and so I'm going to roll a D100 to see if anybody shows up, and Jesus Christ. What does it mean? Uh, yeah, I, I was rolling to see the percent chance of everybody being distracted outside. Yeah. <laughs> 97%. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, you unlock all the doors, and as you unlock Nigel's, he goes, Oh, holy shit, it's you guys. Come, dear boy, your mother is waiting for you at home. He nods and he follows with, and you guys are able to make it out to the back door, to the door, get into your car, and drive away with ease. And that is where the score will end, and we will come back for part three in the downtime. Ooh, that was smooth. That was smooth as shit. Oh, no wonder we're about wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back for part three of the downtime. So first and foremost, let's have a little bit of the breakdown of what happened. So first and foremost, you guys killed one person. Uh, so really and truly, you guys get two heat, which really and truly I've stopped counting because you guys have been at max heat since session four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's fine. Anywho, Jarvis. All right. Uh, so anyway, as I was saying, uh, you guys each get two coin from this. So you can add that to your reserves. Uh, and the reputation of the recluse has gone up. Ooh. Which means you guys are actually technically at a chance that you could uh, bump up to a tier two game. Do we need to? Might be helpful for uh, a certain end of the session thing next time. Right. I think it's a good idea. Alright. You guys want to become a tier two gang? Yes. Alright. Um and so you guys do that. And so you also get uh you guys are gonna get another crew advancement on the last session. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, I mean, we could keep that if there's a season two of the Onyxville. All right. So, uh, first and foremost, um, one of the things let's talk about first is, uh, Archibon. Mm -hmm. So, uh, every time you roll to six, just remember to put two points into your clock. And if it's four or five, it is one. Okay. And so, let's see here. Looking through everything that was rolled. There's two. Uh, four. You said two per roll and... I mean, one per roll and two per crit. So, every time he rolls a six, it's going to be two. 
Anytime it's a four or five, it's going to be one. Oh. And I'm not counting the fortune roll. And I think that's all the rolls for today. So technically, you only got four. So four to add? Yes. So here's my question. If I use one of my tinctures, what does that knock down? So the tinctures, technically, if you use it before the heist, will not garner any extra. And I didn't. So we're exactly. talking, so talking board to play. All right, so I definitely yeah. filled out. Now, during the course of the section, if you want to like do a flashback and say, "Hey, I took a tincture." <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm saying during the score, not now. Right. All right. Uh, so uh, it is now. What well, happens? My clock filled out. Your clock is filled out. Oh yeah, I went from. Don't I had seven out of six. Okay, pick a pick a skill, one that you're probably best at, and drop the action points by one. So the the circles or the. Yep. Okay. So for instance, let's say if you had a wreck and you had three in wreck, you would take it down to two in wreck. Okay, and it's one of my better ones. I should probably do. Up to you. I'll let you choose. Cause I, can I go down to zero on something? Sure. Okay. Done. Alrighty. So now we're in our downtime area. Uh, so you guys, just a reminder, unless you have a special ability, you have one action per downtime. And so what are you going to do? Who would like to I, <laughs> I want to go to the night market. Alright, so you're going to go to the night market, and uh, what are you going to do there? Um, I want to talk to somebody about vampires. Okay. About, uh, about changing someone. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so you head down to the night market and everything, and you find... Uh, the vampire that you talked to most down there that I'm trying to remember the name of. I think it was Nerlix or something like that. <laughs> ah, it was ne- it was Nerix. And so Nerix, he comes to go, Oh hello, how may I help you? Once again, thank you for all your help. Oh, absolutely, no trouble at all. I was curious if you mind Answering a few questions about uh, your uh, vampiricness. Uh, sure. What did you have in mind? No. Were some? Were you to change someone? What? How? How would that happen? Well, first and foremost, it is a very consent-based thing. So, if that is something they want, then I will. They would have to agree with it, as well as myself. And then uh, I would simply. Bite them, and then they would also bite me in turn, and from there the process of transformation should begin. Interesting. And is this ever used uh, to help someone sick or ailing? And he goes, ah, normally no, the sickness doesn't kill them per se, but they still have it. Hmm. 
So, like, for instance, let's say somebody had the issue of, like, uh, tuberculosis or something. Or, no, 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 I got the better one. Let's say they have something like their limbs falling off like uh, that, and then if they get, become a vampire. Well, their limbs still fall off, but now they just regrow. Interesting. And if it were simply a sickness, it would just persist in them. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe you've answered all of my questions. Thank you ever so much. Oh, of course. And uh, is that all that Abner does? Yeah, because I can only do one thing. That's fair. So as Abner is leaving the night market, um, he's walking through the streets, heading back. You run into Councilman Reigns, and uh, he goes, Oh, Abner, how great to see you. What did you decide? It's good to see you as well, Councilman. I I suppose I have no other option but to run against my mother. He looks at you and goes, Good. Now we have a lot of work to do. And uh, who and with that, who would like to go next? I'll go. Hey. Alright. So, what is Lee doing? So, Lee is going to kind of wait for their downtime to end, like, uh, Abner's to end. Mm -hmm. So that she can talk with him. And then, when he's decided to run and express that to her, she's going to start financing it on the back end. You know, set up a pack and everything. Okay. Basically. And um, begin the campaign. Thanks for bankrolling me. Sweet. And that's your downtime action? Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Archibon, what are you doing? So, you know, I I think he's, you know, where he's at. He's got his cloak on, hood pulled over. He's walking slow. And he finds, uh, I think this is his new vice, is, I even call it a vice. Like, it's just, you know, this is the thing that helps him cope right now, is he sits on the dock watching the water roll in mm-hmm. to help get rid of stress. All right, roll vice. Doot. Two. All right, so you're able to remove two. And I think I am going to probably get to use this is calculating. Mm-hmm. Due to your careful planning during town time, you may give yourself or another crew member another downtime action. Who would you like to give that to? I think... Because let's, let's go over this just to cover what I can do. I can indulge vice. What else can I do? You could uh, expand your territory, like so buy another thing or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, remove heat if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, or work on a project. I think it's time he's going to go and he's going to go to the paper. Okay. And yeah, he's going to oversee some upgrades. Okay. 
And so when you enter, uh, Ellen goes, Ah, oh, Mr. Westchester, good to see you. Uh, do you know one of your colleagues came in and basically paid for everybody to have a raise here, right? Well, that's excellent to hear. That's great. Which one was it? And goes, oh, uh, it, was a, it was a girl, Lee Tendall, actually. Oh. Then I think in the back of his mind, he's going, I should check on my investments with that information broken myself. Um, <laughs> so, you know, talking to Ellen, just be like, Ellen, the, we need to do a couple more upgrades. I want to make sure that this paper is around for a long time, even, even past the rest of us. And uh, she goes, uh, yeah, sure. What are you thinking? So I think, you know, we've talked about, you know, better printing machines, better staff. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think, you know, we worry about coverage. So I think upgrading the, the printing press machines is the way to go. Okay. And that'll be three gold. Okay. Done. All right, and so yeah, you guys now have in uh, faster faster turnout for papers and everything. How many? Because I have a eight sided clock. Uh, how many do you have in that clock? Four. That finishes it out. Nice, we got a big paper now. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Anything else from Archimon? And I think, you know, once he's left the paper, like he's, he's, you know, not to get overly cliche, like there's that part in Hamilton where Hamilton all of a sudden likes quiet walks. Mm-hmm. I think he like signals for Artemis who sits on his shoulder and the two of them just walk back to the milkmaid's jacket quietly in the night. So as you do so, though, however, you get about halfway back and you hear someone go, Akabon Westchester. Mm-hmm. A letter for you. He takes it and I, I open it. And so as you open it, you see a photograph of what looks like um, a boy strapped up to a machine. And inside the letter, there's also two pieces. It has Bishop and a king, and all the words that say are check. And that's where we're going to end today's session. Damn, hooking them through. <laughs> Alrighty, so first and foremost, I am Tim Williams, and this is Des Moines Dragons Presents Onyx Vale Saints and Sinners, a Blades in the Dark podcast. I'm joined by Chris, Callista, and Andre, and we're going to send it around the table one more time to advertise any works that they might be doing. And yeah, so let's start off with uh, Andre, or anything they're reading, or just anything like that. So, uh, Andre, we'll start with you. Um, on a bit of a break, uh, we'll be working on um, a horror fest show called Mary Jean, uh, which is about a werewolf. Or not a werewolf, just a wolf. Just a big old wolf. Uh, so that's pretty much it. All right. Chris, what about you? Well, by the time this episode uh, gets published, Shrek the Musical will probably closed. Uh, so the next big venture, of course, will be the Sleepy Hollow Renaissance Festival. 
So if you want to come and try to help the dashingly handsome sheriff try to apprehend that scoundrel Robin Hood uh, in the first and third week or in the second week, participate in a very special quest uh, to save Sleepy Hollow, uh, please come down and attend the Ren Fair. All right, fantastic. And Calista, anything interesting that you're reading as of currently? Unfortunately not. I've kind of taken a break from reading. I've got too much going on elsewhere. Elsewhere. No worries. Uh, all right. I hope just to gen- see uh, any of your productions soon. So please tell me your dates, and I'll be there. All right, we'll do. Yeah. All right, and, and so uh, just general updates from Des Moines and Dragon. So yes, uh, first and foremost, just so you know, next episode will be the last episode of Onyxville Saints and Sinners. Now. Don't fret. Uh, we are currently talking about what is going to be the future of this particular show. This may be a multiple season story. It may be just something different entirely. But either way, we will be back. But after next session, we will be taking a little bit of a break. Uh, so I truly hope you've enjoyed uh, this particular podcast. I know I have. I've been enjoying it with my players as well. Uh, in the meantime, though... Some other events that you can find Des Moines and Dragons at. We are going to be at Cardboard Caucus. It is going to be the original cast from Awakening. So that is uh, Tim, Charity, and Jason, as well as uh, Paul, back uh, for a one-shot. And who knows? They might also have more information for things down coming down the pike. But either way, uh, we will see you guys next time. So with my whole cast, let's say goodbye now. Bye. Bye now. Bye now.
Hey everyone, it's Chris from Onyxville Saints and Sinners. I want to thank you all for taking a listen today. And of course, don't forget to check out our other show, Warlords of Crisis, or any of our past shows like Tidefall, Awakening, Last Life, or even the Fallout series. You can't miss. And make sure that you find us wherever you get your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even Spotify. Make sure you find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course I would be remiss if I forgot to mention DesMoinesAndDragons.com. And you know what they say, sharing is caring, so tell a friend about us. Now, stay tuned folks for more Des Moines and Dragons.